Is it something like... It would be... Isn't it like... Oh, we've gone down different paths. podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello language learners, hello Fluent Show listeners. My name is Kirsten Cable and I'm here to talk to you about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Not on my own today because I have I nearly just said a special guest then, but it's not a special guest. It is the special guest that keeps on giving. <laughs> it's Lindsay Williams. Way. Hey, hello. Hey, Lindsay. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Apologies if you hear my tummy rumbling and my voice. I've allergies, so I sound. I feel like I sound like really deep today. You sound really deep. Yes. <laughs> Like emotionally deep? Oh no, my voice. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like we're going to dig deep today. No, no, <laughs> not quite. How, well, give me an update on your language learning, Lindsay. We've done so much work together this week in our, yeah. in our work for online teachers, but we haven't talked about languages at all. Yeah, do you know what? June's not been too bad. I mean, it started off and I was ready. I'm like, okay, we can... I think sort of May time, we could go out more than once a day. So I started doing my walks again with my Manx and my Welsh to say something in. Um, June started like, right, here we go. And then everything just, I don't want to say everything kicked off with Black Lives Matter, like, because it has obviously existed for so long already. But I don't know what felt different this time, but it felt different and it feels different. And I really hope that this is, you know, the start of real change um Mm -hmm. and that just felt so intense and so consuming that I just allowed myself to kind of I was like my language learning is so irrelevant right now you know I, I was spending time listening and reading stuff and that felt much more important but then I'd say the last week or so I've started to kind of get back into things mainly because I have I'm trying to get into this routine of setting some lessons with my teachers at the end of the month to try and give me something to like present to them you know because I tend to work on those monthly things yeah so I've just had one this morning for Korean and it was really great because I'd had these little sentences I've written throughout the month and I kind of shared them and then I'm like ah yeah now I see I'm missing out the particles all the time and so having that chance to just gradually do things then check in that's been really helpful so yeah, it's it's not not too bad overall. Mm. I can I I feel you on on the everything that kicked off in terms of and I I think there are many many reasons and like you say things have happened again and again and again mm. and I think we were it, it the way it compounded with what was already going on in the world I think gave everybody a new level of intensity and I think has given a lot of us a much needed level of urgency and and yeah. feeling of urgency around this. It's difficult to talk about this when you are this aware that your perspective is so limited. Um, everybody's perspective is limited, no matter where you are in this. But it's Kirsten, it's just difficult to talk about it, isn't it? You know what? You know what? That's the thing. It shouldn't be difficult to talk about it. Like mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. uncomfortable to talk about as a white person, of course. And yeah. I'm sure you know, like. 
it's it's getting over that uncomfortableness isn't it and we have to be able to do that to keep moving forward so I hope that yeah you know we can continue to have conversations and continue to to make progress I so often say to people that language learning you know is gonna change the world and I don't just say that in some kind of rainbow flag unicorn fairyland kind of way I genuinely believe it I think there's something that it teaches you when you're learning a language um listeners I'm sorry that we're five minutes in and we're we're on heavy land already (laughs) there's something we said we weren't gonna get deep I thought it was just my voice Uh, here we go (laughs) (laughs) we're we're gonna we're gonna go lighter I promise as well Uh, it's it teaches you empathy I deeply, deeply believe that, that Mm, the mm. effort of understanding how somebody else expresses themselves, how, how not just one other person, but, you know, a group of other people and the way that they view the world that leads to those expressions. I think that is a really strong learning opportunity and has so much potential to develop our empathy to each other as humans. And that's why I believe, and that's why I, I feel almost campaigning about language learning is so 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 important yeah for sure that's why I spoke up about it I can't I can't do my job and talk about the joys of learning a language and not recognize and acknowledge and stand beside people you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like language is people culture people language those things are like so (laughs) aligned (laughs) so I yeah it's it's just recognizing the the privilege that I have because of the color of my skin. And that is so ridiculous. Why should that be a thing? But it is, it is a thing. And we need to, you know, collectively acknowledge and all work towards change and towards a more equal society at large, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of work going on in the community internally externally and I just want to encourage you and and affirm you if you have been quietly thinking listening working away at this and have seen people you know shouting about it online it's it's okay to do this quietly you don't have to go around telling people you know I'm I deeply care about this you don't always have to announce it so feel free you know like take it at your own pace and like I said last time we we can't just have the darkest and hardest weeks all the time because we'd all break and that's not we need we need to be in one piece so we're here to kind of dark and light and with with the dark and light lindsay let me let me go straight into a a skin color grievance that i have had for a okay. long time okay and it's about this is this is very much okay we're going to the the low and the high Ooh. grape skin color Grape skin color. Okay, I know Grape where you're going. Skin color. I see. I see the 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 notes. I, I'm for here the for episode. the bridges. Right. What a bridge. What okay, a bridge. Go on. There is an emoji that I have long, long, long been missing, and we have often, you know, we we talk about emoji here on the Fluent Show. I've recently read the book Beyond. No, is it called Beyond? Because, because Internet. Because Internet is called, of course. Mm, mm. And in Because Internet, there's a really good chapter explaining emoji and the role they fulfill in, in our written communication online. So that's a really good one. Check out Because Internet. And she explains that they're kind of like they're kind of like gestures. They're not really a language, but they're like gestures. And something that I've used to illustrate 
a part of my life that is meaningful to me simply because of my heritage is the glass of wine emoji. And the glass of wine emoji is not available in white wine. Just red. Just the thing red. is, his, if they made a white wine emoji, they'd have to make a rosé as well. Okay. Surely. Okay. I see what you're saying. Right. And then they'd have the little, like they have the little like shot glassy one with like the whiskey in it. They'd have to make one that's like a white one for that for rum. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, I'm, I don't drink alcohol. So maybe I'm not the person to have a, a big there opinion is, on it. There is a martini emoji. There is. A martini I mean, generally being a clear drink. And yeah, I'm the local boozer here in this, in this podcast. I don't think you can have too many emojis though. So maybe just really expanding, like you can't have too many. The reason I bring this to the Fluent Show, the reason I thought it was interesting is that there's been a whole campaign for the white wine emoji because I sometimes I text people and I'm like, oh, my mom sent me some wine and... Um, for you listeners who don't know, I, I grew up basically in a vineyard and I'm from the Moselle Valley in Germany where Riesling is the grape variety that that we are passionate about and that we really, really do well. And Riesling is a white wine grape. So I've grown up absolutely caring about white wine and it's it's I understand white wine. I, I really love it. So without drink, I can't drink a lot of it in, in one go. So moderation. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> on podcast today so recently i tried to text somebody use a wine emoji and i felt a common frustration about the red wine emoji and started googling around seeing do other people care about this am i the only person who notices about the white wine emoji and i realized there's a whole campaign from you know a big wine company in the usa kendall jackson who have got mostly white wines on offer so they want a white wine emoji, obviously. And their press release had this sentence in that I thought was so interesting because it linked wine to diversity in emoji and the kind of general debate. And what they're saying in the press release is since a red wine emoji already exists, the white wine emoji is seen as a color variation and adding color variation to an emoji is proving more complex because the Unicode standard is not fully defined. Uh, I'm not convinced. They've done it before, like all the people, the they've hands, done, yes, the faces. They've done it for skin color. They all yeah. have now skin color, which is brilliant. And so that technology exists to do like the hold down, tap through from your red, your rosé and your white, right? Yeah. But the it made me more aware of how much campaigning how much effort must have gone into that and whether you know obviously there's a prioritization on a, a white wine emoji is nowhere near as important as representing several skin colors in what skin yeah. might look like right it's, of course you know not all wine is We've red wine i think i can way. survive over that yeah white wines matter <laughs> or something it's ridiculous right but it's just the way that this kind of came together and the way that you requested and with us having had an emoji episode before, I thought this was a really cool illustration of kind of the the campaigning and the efforts that you have to go through. They've done this for years now. They've, it's been rejected from Unicode for three or four years in a row and people are yeah. still campaigning for that one emoji. And it reminded me of the blood drop emoji as well. Ah, the blood drop. I was thinking of the um, dumpling. I know the dumpling emoji took a while to get through and I think that's a good emoji as well because it can be like a dumpling it could be a pierogi it could be a ravioli it's kind of kind of variation that you can use it for 
Oh, I'm going to have to check that one out. The dumpling emoji. The right? dumpling. All yeah. right, I'll put it's it in the show one. notes. Dumpling emoji, white wine emoji, all the emoji. And it, the, the continuing fascination that emoji has for me, definitely, which is about expressing and illustrating how we express our own world in writing. You know, when mm, we speak mm. and when we learn a foreign language, we, we learn this way of expressing ourselves you know, we have to find a way of expressing what we mean with the means available to us. So something I really often do is when I try to say wine, I use the champagne emoji because that's white. Right. Yeah. Instead of the wine emoji, even when I don't mean sparkling wine. But to most people, that doesn't matter. But to me, it's something that I'm, I'd love to be able to express right in, a, in an emoji. And it's this teeny tiny thing. But... Some, sums up to me what language learning the the big barrier language learning puts in front of us kirsten yes i have some bad news <gasps> yes tell me you might have to wait a while what? for the white wine emoji what? I mean, so lockdown i've cared about this for a whole week at least now a, a week <laughs> yeah. lockdown has i think it it's it set back new emojis mm -hmm. in short so basically we will still get new emojis this like autumn, October, November time. But the conference earlier on this year, when they would all get together and decide what new emojis are going to go through, was cancelled because COVID, right? Oh. So that means 2021, there will be no new emojis. Are you saying they didn't do it on Zoom? Like, oh, sorry, sorry, Japanese yeah. emoji. Sorry, Unicode Japan, you're on mute. Can't hear you. Yeah, no, no Zoom meeting. Oh. They didn't have the emoji conference. That, what they about, were too busy with their sourdough. I was going to say, what emoji do you think would you want to use to sum up lockdown? I have, And again, lockdown, privileged lockdown in the UK. I very much enjoyed the two, I think two come to mind and I'm sure that at the end of the year, when they do words of the year, I think these emojis will kind of be part of the whole word of the, word of the year list. There mm -hmm. we go. That Absolutely. will inevitably be coronavirus, COVID-19, lockdown, quarantine, bum, 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 bum. I think there's going to be some emojis among them. And yeah. I think one of them will be the little green virus. Oh, and yeah. the other one will be the face with the little mask. Oh, the face with the little mask, of course. Yeah. But that means yeah. I'm sick. But I think a lot of people experience coronavirus without actually feeling sick. And I think it's just come to represent wearing the mask, like mm -hmm. to prevent and to help to, you know. So, yeah, I think those two for me have kind of represented lockdown. I see. Yeah. I was thinking about uh, furlough. So we're getting our candidates in earlier, early furlough. this year for, a, for the new year. Yeah. And I think a British word of the year is going to be, it's got to be furlough because yeah. it, it sums up or it, it, it hints at the government's handling of, of what's happened. and Daily press just, briefing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's been 92 and three of them were led by a woman. Wow. I well, know. I guess we have, a, we, do have a male, we do have a male prime minister though, so to be fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was there at least five times. Well, he, he had the COVID, didn't he? That's a good point. That's a good point. And so, had a baby. I forget in which order. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can tell, listeners, we, we are very, we're very aware at the moment of, of what's been going on in the world. So I guess I'm going to bring it back to languages, tell you what I've been up to in my languages, 
which it's it's been a medium quiet one june i would say i've had a few really good experiences i have stuck with my weekly welsh lessons and i've also stuck with my weekly chinese lessons so from the italki challenge something i have maintained is is quite regular italki lessons and i'm quite i'm a bit commitment phobic usually about it, about about any kind of lessons and after having done those few it kind of got me into a rhythm and i went and actually bought a package and that's not something i've ever done before sort of pre-committing to yes mm. i will take 10 lessons with you and that was really that's really good for me to just know i'm there so i'm getting halfway through the hsk1 book now that i'm doing with my tutor and i'm feeling very comfortable there and I'm thinking with Chinese at the moment that I'll take it to HSK1 and then I'll switch. I've Interesting. Been, I've been doing a bit of Patois this week. Oh, I have no idea what, where I need to check like HSK1 list. I have no idea what my Chinese is on that scale. Oh, I'm sure it's HSK1. It doesn't sound that I have that no hard. idea. It, it, it's not, I don't think HSK1 is overly demanding. From what I've heard about Chinese and listeners, if you're Chinese, if you've done Mandarin before, maybe you can... Maybe you can reflect on that for us. From what I've heard, HSK 1 and possibly 2 are actually deceptively easy by comparison. And then when it goes up to 5, you're on like, boom, this is really, really, really hard. <sighs> right. That, that's just what I've heard. So if, but you know, I feel like for me, it's not, not much of an ego thing. I won't feel like one way or the other. I think about my Chinese because I would say all around, I found it interesting, but difficult. And my mm. motivation has been, I just haven't fallen in love with it the way I fall in love with some other languages. And and there's so many others kind of calling to me and tempting me, but I can't do that polyglot double thing very well. Mm. So I have to have a chapter in my learning history where I say, okay, this is it now. I'm. And I what, you're going to learn Patois instead? It's difficult because resources are limited, but I think yeah. I might. Patois has been this kind of like, I've been meaning to just play and dabble and give it a try for a long time. Ooh. But it's not really a language, you know, my love for Sean Paul. And <laughs> but I think Sean Paul, Samaika Salem. So. And and every YouTube video I have watched from this wonderful um, Jamaican Patois channel called Jamaican Sinting. Um, every YouTube video has about a hundred comments going, Drake probably came here to watch this. And, you know, so it makes you very aware of how pop music has, what pop music has done for yes, Jamaican yes, Patois. Yes, yes. It really, you know, yeah. so I don't feel particularly, I feel like I'm treading on weird ground if I really feel like, but at the same time, it is really interesting. And there are rules, you know, there's still really interesting things that happen. Like the plural is you put them at the end, for example. I right. would recommend to you, Kirsten. Yeah. We did an episode of Language Stories. It's called Unbelievable. It's my favorite language stories title ever. Um, and we spoke to um, Timothy McKeon. I hope I've got his surname right. Um, who is just... Oh, WikiTongues like, guy. Yes. Knows so much, so, so much knowledge about um, Creole languages, about pidgin languages, all of that stuff. So check out that episode and have a listen to what he has to say about the kind of that like you say that sort of like weird feeling of like learning it and speaking it and how does how do you approach that he he has some really really good views i've got a tim story for you go on uh, it's not much of a tim story but i sat next to him once at the polyglot gathering speaker dinner thing 
And he's one of those people, I think, who is fairly quiet. Like he seems fairly quiet. And um, when somebody is next to me, because I'm very chatty and, and they're very quiet, I end up compensating and just really like chatting them into submission. Right. <laughs> Again, making people very awkward. So I think, I, I don't know whether Tim would remember me or anything like that, but I came, I've had a conversation with him where I came away thinking, oh my God, you've done that thing where you just talk. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry, Tim. But he was lovely. He did a lot of smiling and nodding. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, it's my biggest flaw when I meet strangers to just waffle on. So please interrupt me if you ever meet me. Now, before we go into a big company, I want to give a company a shout out who is our sponsor for the Fluent Show, and that is Yabla. And today I wanted to recommend an aspect of Yabla to you listeners. You don't even need to sign up for, for the trial for this. That is really good, which is the Yabla blog. So for each language that Yabla teaches, Spanish, English, Italian, French, German, and Chinese, there is a blog running and they really do great stuff in terms of summarizing different language points, different topics on how to express yourself. They draw from the Abla videos and they also then give you lots and lots of examples. And I have found that it's sort of really solid, like regular interesting language learning content they're sort of these mini lessons so it no matter if you want to check out yabla or not do have a look at the yabla blog it's free it's available for all and it just goes into detail about lots of handy little topics you ever looked at it Lindsay? i have not but i will oh, yeah recommend yeah, recommend yeah. have a look uh, yabla if you've never heard of it is a video database so a place on the internet where you can get a lot of videos a little bit like youtube but it has this special player. So they've done a lot of work to program a special player that is makes it so much more useful. It makes it just souped up with language learners in mind. So you get the authentic content, you get videos in in all these languages that really come from those countries. And they've got YouTubers, they've got music videos, they've got little news clips. So there's lots and lots to choose from. But then you get all these special playback features. So there's subtitles in two languages. And if you're learning Chinese, also in Chinese characters. There are learning games. There's various different stuff around custom playback. So you can slow down, you can speed up, and you can loop different aspects. So like a line of subtitle, well, you can loop it so it automatically jumps back to the start of the sentence the person is saying. And you can really watch it without having to rewind by hand, <laughs> not crank, but, you know, without having to click all the time, you can watch the same sentence until you go, oh, I understand where they're saying this bit and where they're saying that bit. And that if you're struggling with listening comprehension is a really good thing to do. There's flashcards built in. And like I said, learning games, there's a really cool dictation game. Yabla is the premier language learning video platform. They've got all these tools for you. You can stream authentic shows that you enjoy. For me at the moment, The Voice of China. And you can learn at the same time. So if you want to give Yabla a try, they've got a free trial for all Fluent Show listeners. You go to yabla.com slash Fluent Show to take advantage of that. And then you'll be able to test drive any of Yabla's languages for a free 15-day trial. So that's yabla.com slash Fluent Show. Thank you so much to Yabla for supporting the Fluent Show. Hey! Woo, 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 woo. Air horn. Second air horn. 
I have this I have this new um, broadcasting software listeners that we've been using for a recent summit that Lindsay and I ran together. And the coolest thing about it is it's got this little soundboard where I could play an air horn all the time. So we had this meow, meow, meow kind of going out in our stream. So I will look into getting us an air horn that we can actually play during the flute show. Before we do that, though... <laughs> I don't know what sound I would use to announce the the topic or the the app that we want to I, discuss I, in depth. I do, I do, I do. I Is do. it something like? It would be. Isn't it like? Oh, we've gone down different paths. I'm thinking of the noise that you get when you finish a lesson. You're thinking ah, of an actual owl. I'm thinking of an actual owl. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so there's an owl and there's a sound when you finish a lesson mm -hmm. and this is an app that you've probably had on your phone, your tablet, possibly your desktop. I don't think it's possible to be a person who uses the internet and learns languages or actually even if you don't use the internet and you tell somebody you learn languages, I think People will mention this. The absolute taking the world by storm up. Duolingo. Duolingo. I've got it on my phone. Do you, Lindsay? I have it on my iPad. I have memorized on my phone. Just one. Interesting. Just one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I have it on my iPad. Yeah. And that's where I use it. Oh, I wonder if the iPad experience is different from the phone experience. Uh... I'm not sure. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. So you wanted to bring Duolingo to the Fluent Show kind of as a Duolingo is back or I'm back on Duolingo kind of experience. Because I think for us as, or at least for me, I would say as an experienced language learner, I kind of have a way that I like to do things mm. and the Duolingo way and the way a Duolingo course guides me doesn't always fit in with how I want to do things. So there's many there's many points that I've raised in the past where I've said, well, that's really frustrated me or that's not really how I want to do things. And I think a lot of it comes down to, I just don't want to be led by any app. And that's a big part of it. But Duolingo is so huge. It's got, there are over, I think over 6 billion Duolingo lessons have been completed in the world. Wow. So it plays a huge part. And some people credit it with their whole language learning progress. Some people straight up say Duolingo made me fluent. So I, let's start with what role does Duolingo play for you in your language learning? So I first, I think I kind of dabbled with it very, very simply. I mm -hmm. never really used it properly. Then when the Esperanto course came out, um, I did that because I knew one of the people that had created it. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, let's, let's give it a go. And so I did that all the way through. Um, and I was like, okay, it's all right. You know, it's not my favorite thing, but it works. It's cool. Mm. And then when I started to learn Guarani, weirdly and unexpectedly, it was one of the few kind of common first, first check this place first kind of things that had Guarani available. There wasn't any course books. There wasn't any, you know, any of that stuff. But there was a Duolingo course taught through Spanish. So I used it for Guarani. I finished that. I'm now kind of working through second, well, maybe third time 
No, I know they've updated the course. So there's some bits where I get to and it's like you've completed one little loop. And then there's others where it's like a brand new lesson halfway through that, you know. Um, But yeah, so I used it then for Guarani. And that was when I started to use it a bit more kind of creatively, I would say, and a bit more usefully as well. And so I was like, okay, you know, this thing is not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, And then recently, I, I can tell you, I think my streak is like, 78, 79 days. So that long ago, (laughs) um, I kind of started to play around with it again. You know, just, I think it was probably during like, you know, lockdown times thinking like, I don't want to, I just didn't have the headspace to sit down and be like, let's study languages with my books and whatnot. And I was like, Ah. this will just keep me touching base. In the meantime, I feel like I'm doing something if I've done a little bit of Duolingo right now, that's enough. That satisfies me. Right. And so there were a few things that I thought it would be quite useful to share if people have ever felt like, that's all right, but I'm, I, I, I can't speak or I'm not fluent or I, you know, if, cause it is something that a lot of people use and I've discovered a few things and I'm so sure, like, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't come at me for this. Some of these things, probably most of them are going to be, if you're like an experienced Duolingo user, these are going to be so basic and you're going to be like, Lindsay, what are you talking about? Obviously that, is, oh, oh, right. But I didn't know some of these things or I've discovered some of these things to be useful ways to use it. And that's why I wanted to share them. Mm-hmm. Something that you mentioned just then or two things that you mentioned just then really stand out to me as advantages or like reasons, I think, why Duolingo is so attractive to the early language learner. Mm. And they are not just the early language learner because the casual language learner. And I think most people most of us, maybe all of us, and this is entirely legit. When we start learning a new language, we are kind of casual with it, mm, mm. right? Some people, or the, the traditional way I would say is if somebody feels I am serious about this, they book themselves into a six-month course. Mm. You know, they go into a group class. That's still how we see it. And I often have this in um, in in language coaching conversations. Uh, I talk to people a lot about the idea of learning and what what it what you think your learning slash study has to look like. And people often come back to the idea of books and writing and kind of our our traditional ideas of what study has to look like. And Duolingo doesn't look like that. So it gives you this kind of way of being more casual. And what you mentioned before is you just haven't had the headspace for it. So there's a real advantage of having Duolingo as an example, I guess, of apps, but particularly this one, because it's just had, it's just spread so much around the world. They've, they're they're smart marketers, a hundred percent. They're well-funded, right? They are genuinely a company. And I think they're more upfront about how they make money and how you can give them money these days. And the, so Duolingo is kind of is really the first one that we think of, and Headspace to me is a huge factor of that. You know, the fact that when you feel like, oh, I can't focus on something complicated, you go to Duolingo. Does that happen to you as well? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I tend to. I've kind of fallen into using it um, in the mornings, like after I've eaten breakfast when I'm like having my tea. Like then I'll do a little bit and then sometimes in the evening if I have extra time Mm. 
And to me, it's sort of, that's one of the advantages and disadvantages of it. So if somebody tells me they are doing Duolingo and I, I usually say, what else are you doing? And if mm. they're just doing Duolingo, it's the lightness headspace thing that makes me a little bit wary because I feel like if that's all you're doing, you it's it's easy to stay shallow but that is a that is a critique and the the many ways that you have got for using duolingo i think tell us how to go a little bit deeper with it so let's go into our tips and then we'll see which ones of them allow us to go a little bit deeper with duolingo cool so the first thing you know how you have the hearts right there's like five hearts you get a question wrong you lose a life you lose a heart mm -hmm. right I think this is, I don't think this always used to be the case, but I think it's something that's been added in the past few years. So anyway, you lose a heart and then you lose all five hearts and it's like, oh, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But, and I, I thought this was kind of hidden, I'm sure for some people, like I say, this is going to be really obvious. If you click the heart on the screen at the top, there's this option that's like, you can buy five hearts for like 450 little gem thingies, or you can join Duolingo Plus and get like unlimited hearts forever. Or it says one heart practice. So you tap that to do a practice and that earns you one heart from practicing stuff you've already done, right? Often what happens is you then get shown an ad that says gain another heart. Yes. Watch a little ad for like five seconds. Click the cross. Two hearts. Boom, boom, boom. You need to do that then like two and a half times and you've got your five hearts again. So I know it's probably going to sound so simple, <laughs> but I wanted to share it because I did not know this. And then one day I just clicked it where it said practice. And I was like, oh, it means do practice, get a heart. Oh, oh, okay. I can see, I mean, I've, I'm obviously looking at this like as you're, as you're going through it. And I can see, I can see what you're saying. I can see what, what, it this, didn't look what this looks like. Yeah. No, one heart, practice. It's a nice, cute little animated heart. What I love about this is it goes over things you've already done, which is such a critical yeah, thing that yeah. we don't normally do enough of in language learning. Like the first question I'm seeing in this practice, I've got no clue. I've got no clue um, in Chinese, but it's really, really important. And the okay so the whole concept of the hearts mm. to me it's kind of a way it used to feel much much more like a reflection of your own learning like mm. you must get through a lesson uh you must get through a whatever you call this like a little bubble on this tree you must get through this otherwise like you're not whatever you're learning isn't solid you know mm. so it used mm. to feel much much more like I've got to get through this lesson without losing all the hearts because otherwise I cannot complete the lesson. So it kind of felt like otherwise I haven't learned the thing. Whereas mm. that completely becomes irrelevant at the minute that you can buy more hearts with your money because more money doesn't mean more knowledge in your head. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So practice to me makes more of a educational sense. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't like that you lose a heart when you make a mistake. To me, I want to gain a heart when I make a mistake for mm. trying. Like I'm I'm big on mistake goals, right? So I don't like that aspect of it, but it's a thing. It's a feature of it. And this is the way that I found to just ignore the hearts and no, okay, there's no, there's zero hearts left. Cool. I'll yeah. do some of this rather than have to use the little gem things to pay for it. What I use the gem things for, and this is the second thing that I wanted to recommend, always use, when you go to the little shop tab, always use the streak freeze and always use the double or nothing. Always have those running so that if you do miss a day, your streak freeze has got you covered. And with the double or nothing, you're constantly earning those gems when you're you know, checking in and doing it each day. It's like a wager to yourself. 
so even if you're not doing it, can you have the streak freeze and a double or nothing at the same time? Because that seems... You can, but the streak freeze, I think it gives you two days per streak freeze. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So you still want to be doing it regularly. You can't just rely on the streak freeze, but it's handy if, you know, I've I've had maybe, you. I don't know, you change time zones, you get on a plane. What's a plane? It's been a while. But you, get, <laughs> you know, you change time zones or whatever and like it sets it out of sync and then you miss your streak. If you've got that going in the background, the streak freeze, you're covered and it's fine. So I think always have those going. Um, yeah. Are yeah, you a streak person? Thing. Are you a streak? Because I find them... <sighs> I find them almost demotivated. I resist them yes, so ag- much. Again, again, I'm with like, the who are you telling me what to do? Yeah, again, like with losing a heart, that's like, that can be really demotivating when you get something wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think with the street freeze as well, it, it can have the kind of opposite effect, which is just as like not helpful sometimes of, oh, oh, well, I need to do it because I need to keep the streak, which is why I'm recommending using the street freeze so that you can obsess less over the streak. You know what I find kind of, I, I find kind of frustrating is that the thing that I do save up for, this is ridiculous, but hey, if I'm ever saving up little gem thingies for anything mm, in Duolingo, mm. it's to put the owl in like a different outfit because I a think that's super suit. cute. But yeah. then you buy, I've bought him the champagne tracksuit, well done Duo, so there you go. Uh, but nowhere in the app do you actually get pictures of Duo in the little champagne tracksuit. Oh, I thought he comes up in it at the end. Mine's in a little little teacher one i think i don't know the champagne tracksuit i have but it looks a little jimmy savile for my liking (laughs) deep cuts british reference there i took his champagne tracksuit off fair enough fair enough i changed his clothes no i've even completed i'm just looking i've completed the the welsh tree thing and even there i don't really see him i don't really see him so i don't know if you if you know where the actual owl dresses in something else please let me know because i don't know i don't know and you want to see a champagne tracksuit i do want to see the champagne <laughs> tracksuit i want to see the um fearless crime fighter i want to see i want to make i want there to be a a lady duo du, dualinga owl so they can it's get together boy. Or possibly know. two boys they can get together two lady owls you know it's it, up to you owls what you do but you know i I kind of i want to tell some stories for me owls fair enough yeah (laughs) speaking of stories yes that's my next tip Ooh. so for some languages you probably haven't noticed this for welsh but if you change the language to maybe spanish french portuguese german i think the quote-unquote big languages for learners yeah chinese doesn't have it i think chinese doesn't okay Mm. so you'll see this little extra tab at the bottom, which is stories. Now, this is kind of useful, but also like I I have like all the languages I've ever learned that are on there available, I have, but the stories aren't as useful for me for that. Like for Spanish, where I've just gone through and like done the checkpoints or done the initial test and be like, oh, well, you finished the tree. I'm like, cool, that's good. And But then the stories, I can't skip. That's kind of annoying. Um, but they're there and they're handy if you are a beginner or if you're kind of refreshing stuff in a language they're another way that you can like engage it's not just the course on those so hopefully that's something that will expand they don't correspond to your tree because i've completed the the french tree mostly by Mm. testing out because i just i speak french but it doesn't then give me stories at the same level of complexity so i've got a that's annoying isn't it yeah i wish there were checkpoints for the stories yeah i think it's it's 
it would be such a helpful, it's such a helpful feature to lock them if Duolingo is the only thing you ever use. But realistically, you're going to use Duolingo as part of a balanced language learning routine. I sound like a nutritionist, but you know, you're going to use Duolingo as one of the things that you do in your language learning as you get better. You're not going to just do you know this this one app thing you're going to talk to people possibly start looking around etc and um because you you probably haven't picked up french to get good at duolingo right and in in that way i think the stories would make more sense if they're unlocked together with your progress that mm. you're showing through your tree thing that would be yeah that would be really good mm-hmm. um another point on we talk about like the sort of quote unquote like yeah bigger languages that that people learn french spanish german etc oh, just a sec i want to say yeah. on the stories explain to me Go what on. a story does because i've never seen one. Oh, you've not seen I've, one i've it, done chinese mandarin chinese and welsh in duolingo right recently. okay so it kind of gives you like one line at a time uh-huh some of them are more like dialogue right um but it gives you like one line at a time and it kind of gives you like it does in the course where you see the little translation where you click on each word and then you just kind of click through i think does it give you a chance to say them back I can't remember. I've not, like I say, I've not done many because they were kind of too basic for me. I needed them to own, to unlock. So I've not done much, but yeah, they're, they're there. They are something worth using if, if you're learning a language that has them available. Mm-hmm. Are they, do you think they're a development from the little chatbots? Cause Duolingo for a while had little chatbots. Oh yeah. It will be that. Yeah. It will uh, be the same. I've seen yeah. them in German. Yeah. I've seen Christian use it in German. Mm, mm, yes it will be the sort of advanced advancement of that sort of chatbot thing then yeah that will be it nice okay yeah um the next thing is check what's available in other languages so i mentioned learning guarani through spanish mm-hmm. on duolingo they also have a catalan course as well through spanish oh, cool. that's not available through english so both of those are through Spanish. I think I had a quick glance before I finished these notes. And um, I think that's it for languages that are different. But let's say that you um, have, I don't know, you, you want to learn Spanish, but you already know French. Well, you can learn Spanish through French. So when you go on to the little language choice and the little plus, go down to the very bottom and click more. And it gives you all the courses available mm-hmm. from all languages to all other languages. I know there are 35, for tar- 35 target languages from English. So there's a few hidden wow. extras that you can access from yeah. other, tar- other source languages. Source languages, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Fabulous. Okay, so you, get, you kind of get this sort of use a different source language and you get a polyglot effect that we can also get with, uh, we've had this, we talked about it with Closemaster, for example. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Exactly. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, final thing on the kind of the what's already there, right, is the tips feature. Again, it's probably going to sound so obvious, but for so long, I was just glazing over it and just clicking the lesson button to go straight to the lesson. But I found them to be helpful, especially for, you know, things like Chinese and Korean, where there's if there's no explanation there, I'm not going to pick up what the pattern is they're trying to teach me mm. i need i need to just have a quick glance and the tips are actually really good they're very well written they're very simple they're not like full of grammar jargon it's very very clear um so i would recommend using the tips i think 
I knew about that, but I think there was a, for a long, long time, the tips, I don't know if they're on the mobile app now. They were like web only. Yeah, yeah. And now they're kind of finally coming. Yes, they're, they're definitely on the iPad app. That's where I, I see it. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're definitely expanding out then because that used to be really annoying. Like I'm not going to use it on a computer, you know, but then I would be missing out on those explanations. So yeah, the tips are kind of expanding out into the app world as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool stuff. Yeah. Mm. And you mentioned, okay, so you got two kind of general tips, which are that I saw in your notes, which are to mm-hmm. write things down and to say things aloud. So yes. do you, is that how you do it in Korean? So I don't do this every single time, right? Like when I'm having my breakfast, like I mentioned, I'm not going to like, right, I finished eating a bit. I'm going to go grab my notebook. And, you know, I don't do that. I'm just doing that a bit more casually. But sometimes I might use Duolingo kind of as a source of language to then either repeat and say things aloud myself, that one you can do without any prep, right? Mm-hmm. Or to also write them down. And I did this a lot with Guarani when I was writing like a little page. I had this book, it had like 13 lines. And so I would write 13 sentences each night. And if I was a bit tired, I would just go on Duolingo and get the first 13 sentences that came through in a lesson and write those down instead. And then sometimes I would write the first sentence, close the lesson and write variations on that sentence with the language that I knew in my head. Clever. She's a teacher, people. So that is how you can begin (laughs) to sort of take out of the app to avoid just getting stuck through the cycle, through the streak, through the hearts and all of that to actually use the language that's there and make it your own and make it more kind of suited to you and and more useful in that sense. the the obvious like annoyance here however is that there's no um list within duolingo of vocab but i found a link to a forum page on duolingo itself where someone has done a wonderful job must have taken hours and hours of compiling vocab lists from all the courses i think at least all the english courses and then there's a few others underneath um but yeah that's that's going to help you if if you like you don't have it available you can mm-hmm. kind of grab that list get a copy of that and begin to put the words into your own sentences as well there's something that, i think that's really cool that's really cool and i've i have mm. previously found memorized courses based on the duolingo courses and the vocab yeah. is it's a good kind of introductory sample of vocab seeing so, it in yeah, a different a context one. right you it kind of becomes like oh Oh, okay. That word is the bit that means that, you know, when you yeah. just get the Duolingo sentences a lot of the time, it's, it can be tricky. I find, yes, I find there's something about the way Duolingo presents things to me, the way it encourages me to kind of keep tapping, tapping, tapping and speed and stuff that keeps it so shallow that stops me from engaging with it in the way that that I find most helpful for remembering yeah. stuff well, right the, the good which thing, is the again it's thing. like that's why it's so good to do it when you're a little bit a little bit lighter right yeah i mean the good thing about it is there's no timer so you can just open a lesson get mm. a sentence you know write it down maybe look at it a bit more and be like oh that word that's a new one for me okay write that one word down and then just like leave the lesson open and write a few other things or just open up a google tab or a youtube video explaining that grammar point so you can kind of go a bit more thorough with it use it and mold it and and get creative with with how you play around with it because there's no timer yeah now Lindsay, did you mentioned the forum and that Mm. reminded me of something because duolingo in a way like say something else is a is a course an app 
that has attracted this forum of really dedicated followers. <coughs> people are really, and it's not just it's not just the kind of people that you meet who are really passionate about doing and won't have anything else that they'll ever consider. You mustn't say a bad word. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that Duolingo attracts people and there's so much goodwill and people are really, really giving back. Yeah. So there's this whole Duolingo community. I think the forum brings this in and it's something... It, it's a tip that I had for anyone who is interested in the Duolingo community. So they're really people who care a lot about Duolingo. And it's funny because we've got this sort of polyglot community online. And we often, you know, we go to the conferences and stuff. And the Duolingo people are ever so slightly different. And it's fascinating. I went to a Duolingo event last year and I didn't know how involved and how much facilitating Duolingo the company does for its own community so they actually do have mm. a little community going and they host a load of meetups and i don't it was a party that was organized by duolingo that i went to last year because i remember there were there were like green cupcakes that looked like the little owl <sighs> and duolingo themed cocktails <laughs> Wow, that is intense. Yes, I don't I can't remember how I got into this party, but I went and and it was yes, it was fantastic and I met so many people who I, I it's a different demographic to the kind of people I normally meet who are language learners, but it's people who are just as passionate. Maybe you skews a little bit more young, a little bit more that there were definitely more guys there, but you know, not that it's a male dominated area, that's not what I mean, but that's just what I noticed, observed about it. And it was just fascinating to meet these people who who don't who aren't like me, like I've been learning languages for twenty years since the nineties kind of people. They're really people who are relatively new to it, passionate and and have learned with Duolingo and have used it a lot. And there was just such a passion and energy there. So if you are a Duolingo user, at the moment, obviously with, with COVID-19, in-person events and other things isn't really happening, but they do have a website and I've put it in the show notes for you. So you can have a look at Duolingo events that are being held around the world. And there's quite a lot going on. Even now online, people get together for language exchanges, people have, you know, conversation practice sessions, uh, people have discussion sessions, that kind of thing. So if you're if you're a Duolingo kind of person, do look out for those events because there will be other Duolingo kind of persons there. And I think you'd really, really enjoy it. And kudos to Duolingo for doing work on the community. It's fantastic. Mm, that's cool. Mm. That's cool. And I have another I guess this kind of goes goes with it. Um, my other Duolingo, my favorite thing about Duolingo, <laughs> I've got a theme going on with Yabla as well, is their blog. Have you ever looked at their blog? Um, I don't think so. No. That some of it is like, oh yeah, we've got a new update, you know, <laughs> like here's right. a new, you know, like we've got a, this course kind of thing, like here's how we... But it's interesting because it's also got these pedagogical stories. So there's, there was a lot, there was an article I read recently about the... Chinese course so the course I'm actually taking which I was surprised because it was extremely character heavy and I would have liked more pinyin in there and they actually then wrote an article about how they've put more pinyin in there ah yes and it was it was a really good it, was, it they kind of give you a little bit of an explanation of the learning approach that they are taking with that particular course so if you're learning nerd like I am you really really like that but the other part of it 
is that Duolingo every now and then updates and shares its user stats. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few here. Do you want to okay. do you want to know how Duolingo no, how COVID and coronavirus has affected usage of Duolingo? Oh man. Increased. <laughs> yes. Massive, in massive word. increase. And one of the kind of headlines that they had in their data, and they've got graphs and everything. So it's a great article. Again, show notes. And by the way, listeners, show notes are at fluent.show slash 186 on the internet. So it's www.fluent.show slash 186 is where you find everything that we've talked about. I Sorry, side note. I yeah. found something out the other day, and maybe someone listening can help to kind of shed some light on this. I think in New Zealand, maybe somewhere else, they say, Dub dub dub. Dubdubdub.fluent.show slash one eight six. And I thought that was so fun. Sometimes I say wuh wuh wuh. Wuh wuh wuh. Wuh wuh wuh. I I'm I'm a dub 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 fan. So if if there's anyone listening from New Zealand, can you confirm? Yes, (laughs) I wish that's true. Anything that you tell me you know, like you let me know what what to say instead of ww because it is quite cumbersome. In German it's just www. It's easier. Ah. So ww. Punkt, fluent, punkt, show, schrägstrich, 186. <laughs> I sound like a news announcer. So, fluent.show slash 186. No matter what you put, just put or dub, dub, dub in front of it and we'll get there. So, let's get to the stats. Headline number one, learners respond swiftly to government-ordered isolation. The US, okay. France and Spain began implementing stay-at-home guidelines earlier than the UK. New Duolingo users spiked the week of March 16th in the US. Guess how many more they had in the first week of March or in the in the lockdown week of March. How many more users in percent they had compared to the end of February? Oh, what like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so it's 66% Double? more. Oh, 66. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. France. Yeah. 107%. Really? Mm-hmm. And Spain, 109. Okay, so pretty similar to so it, it really, it doubled. That new users doubled in okay. France and in Spain. And then the UK spike didn't happen in, in the week 16th of March. It happened in the week 23rd of March, which is when we shut down. Uh-huh. And the user number, the user spike went 296%. <laughs> 296% more people? Yeah, it says 296 more new wow. users compared to the end of February. You, you know what that's got to be, surely? Like, there can't be that many people in the UK that are interested in a language that just, we're just waiting for this to happen. No, like, right, but now's the next the time. point, the next Schools, point right? kind of explains it exactly. Okay, so it says okay. Duolingo steps in to support online classrooms at home. Uh, so one of the big things about stay-at-home orders was homeschooling, right? So they say yes. worldwide, we've seen an increase or increase. How do you pronounce that? We've seen a, a, a rise in the proportion of users studying with us for school. In March 2020, over 30% of new learners were using Duolingo for school and travel had dropped to the third most common reason for study with less than 13% new learners. That's weird though that travel dropped. Like, what, but, but no one's about one to travel. Day, but one day, prepare now. It takes a little while. <sighs> That's not how people think. No, apparently not. 
like I'm not <laughs> no I don't know if you're learning for travel and you just want like a phrase book type experience then I think a lot yeah, of people do that, use okay, Duolingo yeah. as like the animated phrase book right that, that that okay yeah it makes sense it yeah, does make yeah. sense if you want to like become deeply conversational live your life through Danish then you're going to Denmark next year then start now but if you're going if you just want to be able to order a coffee or whatever then nah so I get that. I get that. Travel, I, I think that would drop. And then lastly, and I think this is a, a classic, learners choose languages they can apply. So learners in English-speaking countries are largely focused on Spanish and French because they mm -hmm. think they can apply those. Who says they can apply? Never mind. That's a different conversation. And learners mm. in non-English-speaking countries are using the time at home to study English, of course, of course. Fun, fun fact, though, that yeah. does come up on Duolingo when it loads a lesson. In Sweden, the most common language on Duolingo is Swedish. And then it says in brackets, mostly from, mostly by refugees. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that think makes I was, a lot of sense. Yeah, I always think that's quite a fun fact. Well, if you're Swedish, your level of English is probably so high that you don't really yeah. then use Duolingo to learn English. Yeah, of course. Because they're quite, they have a lot of Swedish in the, the you know, in the media and stuff like that. Mm. Same with probably the Netherlands, I would guess. Mm. Like in Germany, I would imagine that English is our most studied language. Yeah, yeah. Sort of Netherlands and then going up mm. into sort of Scandinavia, Nordic countries. So Maybe not so much. Those are the kind of interesting stats that you can get from the duolingo blog that's cool isn't I like it cool that. i, I yeah. like it a lot i like it a lot and then i have one last tip okay and i think that's it for me from duolingo but overall do you have anything else that you want to add or tips for listeners who aren't well i guess you're all on duolingo you know i'm sure i will remember something after but for now i think that's it i will say this i'm trying to work my way through the little leagues to get to the top of the m1 to see if anything happens i don't think anything's going to happen and it's getting to the point now where i'm so high up in the leagues like in the number you know i mean like i don't know pearl league or whatever it's called and people that are getting to the top of those lists have just insane numbers i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna get to the next one but i don't think anything happens so my point is don't worry too much about that stuff do it for yourself what's a league oh it's in like a tab there's like at the bottom you'll see the little uh friend tag or it's like a little sh shield oh the a little, little shield. shield yeah 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 oh yeah look oh yeah what maybe, league are maybe, you in um Does the worst say? one the worst one. There's no <laughs> such thing really as the worst one. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm, a, I'm in top league in Lingo Deer. Well, I've been experimenting yeah, there was to no see if anything Lingo happens. Deer, but... Oh, I That's see. why I've been using it so much to see what happens when you get there. But I don't think anything's going to happen. They come around your house, bring you that's one of those what, green cupcakes. That's what I would want to happen, right? But I'm, I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful. Oh. Oh. And something, you know, something I would really love Duolingo to kind of make more out of. I think I've got I think I've got a wrong friend account for you as well because on my thing it says that you haven't done anything it says Lindsay Dow zero zero XP so I don't Lindsay Dow that. oh oh that must be an old account no Lindsay does languages Lindsay does languages I'll find you yeah I wish I wish there was more that I could do with the friend thing yeah because I would really like to see more like it just tells me 
which of my friends have done have done really well but i would quite like this to to show me something like hey so and so has just done this instead of their total like lifetime xp i don't really care about that but i think it would be really yeah. cool if it said to if it said to me lindsay has done the korean bubble for body parts this week or something like that and because i yeah. think it's quite encouraging and and, and it makes you curious if you could then chat and test each other on that Ooh. that would be cool that would be cool duolingo you heard it here first that's a great <laughs> idea that is really really cool you know on facebook where you have mutual friends it would be cool if you could see mutual courses and mutual levels and mutual lessons between mm-hmm, friends. Mm-hmm. So you could then do that. You could be like, oh, we've both studied this lesson. Let's chat and test each other. Oh, so good. That would, that be, would be amazing. Good. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. So if you are listening uh, and you want to add me on Duolingo for what it's worth, I'm very happy to share my username because I do find it, maybe, maybe it'll motivate me to see more of this. Uh, my username according to this, is Kirsten underscore fluent. So the same as it is on Instagram, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent. Uh, add me, but don't be surprised if I don't do much. <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> but I'm sure if you're a Duolingo hardcore user, maybe it'll motivate me to do more. So come on and add me. And Lindsay, you are Lindsay Does Languages. Is that right? Yes. Do you want friends on Duolingo or are you not in a market do for I that? Do I want friends? Um, yeah, I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm just going to confirm that is my name, but I'm open to it. Con- continue the podcast while I confirm. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. So those were our tips. I've got one last tip for Duolingo, a different way of using it, which is mostly how I've been using it. I don't really use it to lead my learning. So I don't follow the skill tree as much, but I kind of use it as a check-in of, am I roughly at the level where I thought I was? And have I kind of covered what Duolingo thinks I should cover, I guess. So it's just a different checkpoint. And what I tend to do is just go in every three months or so, uh, two to three months, and then test out of the next bit. And it shows me if there is anything that I need to particularly pay attention to. And I might just check which part I really don't know, or which, which part I keep making mistakes in, and then go back, study that separately, and then come back and check if the Duolingo way of looking at it still makes sense to me because I find that quite helpful. I find that quite helpful to take it into different environments. So that is some that mm-hmm. is a way that you can use Duolingo as well. Instead of letting it kind of lead your learning, you can just go in, use the test out and kind of give that make it your little make it your little quiz on how you're checking your progress. I have an update. Go I'm ahead. glad I checked. It's L D languages. L D languages so i'm adding ld languages to my duolingo friend list which has four people on it so it's not a lot (laughs) (laughs) never really prioritized it much i think this was really interesting and i'm surprised actually how much when we really sit down and think about duolingo i'm surprised how much comes together yeah there's definitely a lot you can do with it i'm i'm not like kind of a hardcore yeah, Duolingo for life, but I enjoy it as a resource and I appreciate that it exists. And, you know, I appreciate that it's out there and that it's free. Mm-hmm. For, you know, you can do the Duolingo Plus if you want to, but you don't need to. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good, a good thing to combine with other things if, if that's what you enjoy. I think so too. I think Duolingo, and again, it it is about the purpose and the goal that you have. So in terms of animated phrase book, I think it's fairly good, even if you just do Duolingo. 
and it could be your first check-in for yourself. And I think for many people, it's such a great confidence builder. So it certainly mm. has its place. And I'm absolutely not not a hater of, of Duolingo at all. And it's it's been fun and fascinating seeing Duolingo develop because they do update and they're responsive and they do work on they do work on their product every year. So it's a good one. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our kind of revisiting Duolingo check-in, Duolingo 2020, see what that's like. And maybe you've picked up a new tip or you've picked up something new. If there's something that you do with Duolingo that you really want us to know about, please get in touch, share it, and then we can share it in a future episode. Loads of ways of getting in touch. You can send an email to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. You can find the fluent show on twitter at the fluent show or you can say hi to Lindsay and me on instagram we are at Lindsay does languages and at kirsten k-e-r-s-t-i-n underscore fluent there's loads of ways of getting in touch and like i said all of that you can find in one place if you go to fluent.slow slow fluent.slow <laughs> dub 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 dot fluent.show slash 186 and that's where i've also linked a lot of the blog articles and tips and other relevant things that will tell you more about Duolingo. <laughs> That's it from Lindsay and from me for this week. It was really wonderful having you, Lindsay. Thank you. Aguje. Really wonderful that you listeners are here listening to us. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And goodbye from Lindsay Williams. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the show by leaving a review in your podcast app or even becoming a member of our Patreon community where our supporter perks include a secret feed full of added show notes and a VIP option where you can get priority answers to your listener questions on the podcast. Don't forget that you can send us your language questions and feedback to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show or Instagram, hashtag The Fluent Show. We're always so excited to hear from you and read every message and review. See you next week.